My name is Ray Park. You may know me as playing Darth Maul in Phantom Menace, Clone Wars, and also Solo and Star Wars Story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast, the force is strong with you all. And remember, Sith Wars. Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best, and may the force be with you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. My name is David. And I'm Brooke. And a ton of news has dropped in these past two weeks, and uh, some exciting, some not too exciting. Um, I don't know. Can you guess what the not exciting part of that was? Oh, I don't know. Let us know, David. (laughs) Well, I think the big story was uh, Disney Plus Day, and I think what we all thought we were going to get, and... We got some stuff uh, definitely on the Star Wars side of the house. Marvel dropped a lot of stuff. They dropped a lot mm-hmm. of behind-the-scenes stuff. And I don't think there was many rumors or uh, much kind of anticipation or any expectations on what Marvel was going to do. But I think on the Star Wars side, there was all these rumors about a Kenobi trailer. Um, there was talks of a lot of footage being released. And it seemed like Everyone out there in the Star Wars scooping space, leaking space, was saying, yes, there's definitely a trailer. So I was like, well, it it doesn't feel it didn't feel like it to me that there was going to be this massive, huge kind of almost spoilery type trailer. I mean, the, the anticipation was building up so big that I didn't think it was a proper time. But when you looked at the circumstances, I think you kind of maybe talked yourself into possibly, yes, that the, those those kind of predictions were correct because they released the Boba Fett trailer mm-hmm. on November 1st, and no one was expecting that. No one anywhere even made mention of it. Everyone thought we we're going to get it on November 12th, which was Disney Plus Day. Right. And once that dropped, I was like, okay, so... They drop that because they're going to drop something else that's going to be huge. So they're going to give... You would have thought. It's just it's kind of weird if yeah. you... Th- I hadn't really thought about it, but you're right. They dropped it, like, what, a week or so before Disney Plus Day mm-hmm. for no reason. And then didn't really drop anything big on Disney Plus Day. That is really weird. Yeah, we all knew we were going to get that little documentary about the, the history of Boba Fett. And we got that. That was nice. That was cool. And, of course, every time they drop something like that, we see never-before-seen footage of the original trilogy. And we talk mm-hmm. about this all the time on the podcast. It's Lucasfilm has all this stuff that they've never shown us. And we make the joke that, okay, well, they're going to release it on their next Blu-ray set or 4K DVD set or whatever. But, yeah, some interesting tidbits came out of that. But I really want to talk about Disney Plus Day because... People were confused. People didn't know what to do, where to go to experience <laughs> it. I had no idea what to do, where to go. Um, I, DC, I DC has either. like fandom and there's Comic-Con where they have people speak about things and they give us times where stuff happens. And I think James was the person that said, well, go to the social media accounts and we'll find out there. So it's kind of what we did. And I think the first stuff to drop, I, it was early in the morning. I think I woke up at 5 a.m. and I saw the Boba Fett documentary. And, of course, 
Disney Plus got a couple Marvel things, I think. I think they got Shang-Chi. And yep. I think Jungle yep. Cruise dropped. Um, and then later on in the day, Marvel dropped their own like little sizzle reel of all their upcoming shows. And that was pretty cool. We're all Marvel fans. So that was pretty cool to see the first images, moving images of Moon Knight and She-Hulk. Um, but uh, under the special look category for Star Wars... The video that kind of leaked the day before was released the exact same thing. And we were like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the day before the 12th, that Kenobi sizzle reel, everyone calls it, was dropped. And apparently it was the footage that was shown to the investors on the investor day call. Mm. So... Yeah, so once that dropped, I had no idea it was like a leak or anything, but channels started getting struck down and warned, and their videos got taken down. So we took it down as well, uh, just to uh, kind of appease the mouse there. But <laughs> yeah, they gave us the exact same thing. And um, I mean, it was cool and everything. We didn't get any moving images of the Kenobi show. We got a little bit of Ewan McGregor practicing with his lightsaber and we got some concept art that may or may not be in the show. I'm guessing if it's, if they gave it to us now at this late in the game, it's probably, probably. going to end up in the show. But um, yeah, we got no Kenobi trailer and Nothing. everyone and their mom was hyping Nada. up that day. So I don't know. I, I was disappointed. I know it's it's kind of one of those things. It's like, we're going to get the show. They're making the show. The, the show's already done shooting. And I know I keep on talking about Marvel, but Marvel's shot movies where they were two weeks in production and they had a trailer. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, you're done with Kenobi and you didn't really show you us You gave anything. us nothing. <laughs> yeah. And Boba Fett, we all know Boba Fett's coming up. The Book of Boba Fett's going to premiere yes. December 29th. But we were all so hyped for Kenobi. And I say this all the time. I hope Lucasfilm, it would be weird if they didn't. I hope they have some type of position at Lucasfilm where they can kind of like read the internet chat room and know what mm -hmm. the fans are kind of expecting and give us a little something. Marvel kind of did it with their presentation. They gave us a little bit of footage for a couple of shows but right just enough to like get people excited still like you know like it's happening obviously we know it's happening but just a little something to be like oh yeah like get you kind of like re-excited for it so you're not just kind of like sitting around and you kind of forget about it right right so yeah um after the 12th i'm not sure when this dropped but sony and marvel are going to do a special presentation tuesday for Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh. And they promise big surprises. So we all kind of assume what that's going to be. But it's like, why can't Star Wars do something like that? Right. You know? It's like, I'm kind of, I've been take waiting a, for take that. Take a note from Marvel here, Star Wars. And give yeah, us and they are across the hall. I mean, they're owned by Disney right? as well. Knock on the door. <laughs> so, so what do you think 
really kind of happened? What was the reality of everything? Do you think that they were going to drop something and then the leak happened and they're like, nah, we're not going to do it anymore. And then they just gave us a leak. Or do you think they never had anything? Do you think it was just talk? I'm kind of thinking it was all talk. Honestly, if I'm, if I'm honest, I was kind of, I didn't really know what to expect for Disney plus day. And I know they gave us like some stuff, but like, Overall, I was a little underwhelmed. I don't know about anybody else. Like, I'm very excited about, like, Enchanted is on Disney Plus now. I love that film. And did you watch the Olaf Presents? No, I Disney didn't Plus that. Day was a disappointment. <laughs> I kind of agree, Liam. It was just kind of like, eh, like, okay. Like, they hyped it up and not a whole lot happened. Um, Olaf Presents, though, I know this is not Star Wars, but it's basically, if you saw Frozen 2, you saw Olaf reenact Frozen in a really funny way. They've done that now, and he did The Little Mermaid, The Lion King, Tangled, Aladdin, and Moana, like, retold them. Hilarious. I was laughing so hard. So (laughs) if you are a fan of Disney at all, watch those. That was the only thing, really, that came out of Disney Plus Day that I was like, yes! Um, I heard there were some rare characters that were walking around the parks. Mm. Tiana had her own little parade, which I'm so sad that I missed. Um, That was in Hollywood Studios. Um, so they did like a little bit of stuff in the parks and that day every a bunch of people had like little like buttons that said like Disney Plus Day and some people had hats. Yeah. So they gave some stuff out, but um Yeah, they made know. kind of a big deal of it at the parks. They it was made kind of surprising. A really big deal, but at the same time didn't really do anything. Right. And it's kinda of like, okay. Yeah, it, it was it was really <laughs> it was really like maybe a 25% big situation, you know? I mean, it, it yeah. seemed like it was going to be something really big, and then it just kind of, like, fizzled out. And... Yeah, no, that's exactly how I felt. I was just kind of like, mm, all right. It just felt like a normal day that a couple yeah. things got dropped on Disney+, Plus, but nothing, like, major. Yeah. So we got the Obi-Wan Kenobi concept art that I mentioned. So the first piece of art I want to talk about is this. So it's... Older Obi-Wan on an EOP that we kind of saw at the end of Revenge of the Sith. And a lot of people thought we were going to see that creature at the end of The Rise of Skywalker uh, with that old woman asking what what Rey's name was. It was a different creature. And I remember people commenting on that. And I was like, yeah, why didn't you just stick in the EOP there? I don't know. It didn't make sense. But um, yeah, it's it's old man Obi-Wan, kind of like old man Logan. Um, He's he's on Tatooine. Yeah, very similar. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm expecting, I'm kind of half expecting him to be a character that kind of, I think at first I expected him to be someone that was kind of losing his faith in the Force. But I think he's he's going to stay strong in the Force from mm. everything that I've kind of compiled from all the kind of talk about what's happening with the story and and these pictures, it, it seems like he's pretty well in tune. And of course, we're all thinking, okay, well, he's going to commune with Qui Gon at some point. So yeah, well, he's he's got it because he's got to learn. Oh, that's going to be so cool. Yeah, I wonder how they're going to pull that off, and I wonder at what point we're going to see Liam Neeson, even though he's not confirmed. But I think it's a, it's going to be a huge if, moment. If they have anybody but Liam Neeson, I'll riot. 
There's just, yeah, there's, I don't there's think. no excuse. There's no yeah. excuse. Yeah, I don't think there's any way. That would be weird if just, Liam Neeson didn't do this. He's done every single other movie out there. I mean, right? not like, to do this. Yeah. And he's done voices for the Clone Wars, too. Mm-hmm. So he actually came back for that. So this was an interesting picture. This looks a lot like director Krennic's ship. Um, <gasps> and a lot of people were thinking maybe this is one of the Inquisitor ships that we're possibly going to see because there's oh, a lot of rumors flying around. Be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's going to be these Jedi hunters. And I think uh, the director, um, her name's escaping me right now, Deborah Chow, she mentions Jedi hunters. So we see a picture uh, the person in the front all in black, they could be an Inquisitor. They could. It, it kind of looks like the Inquisitor helmet. Like, they all kind of look similar, don't they? Like, especially, like, the one that she wears in Jedi Fallen Order. Like, yeah, that it looks kind like of... Seventh it, sister. It, yeah. yeah, it looks very similar style. Yeah. But that's a cool ship. I like that design. It's interesting. They basically just ripped off the uh, the whole of Krennic's ship and put those like two little wings that, that fold it looks like. The shape's a little weird to me. But, uh, <laughs> I, I don't like the split in the front. It's a little... I, I don't like it. But yeah. it's it's an interesting design. <laughs> I like it. I disagree with Brooke. That's okay. You can disagree with me. That's fine. And here's a little closer shot of, of Ewan. I wonder how much they're going to gray him up though. I hope they gray him up a decent amount. He doesn't need to be like full on, you know, but like a good amount. I'm a fan of a good silver fox, you know, a little (laughs) salt and pepper going on. (laughs) So, yeah, this uh, to me, I'm thinking about it here. And this this might be one of the last shots of the series, possibly. It could be him kind of just overlooking, going through what he goes through in the in the series. Yeah. He's probably going to go through a lot. He's probably going to emotionally damage all of us as well as him. So can't wait. <laughs> and this next picture here, people are thinking, well, this is maybe a Jedi temple after Order 66. And it's taken over, uh-huh. of course, by the Jedi, or by the uh, Empire. Um, but yeah, it, it looks looks pretty cool. It's a huge hall. It's ginormous, and there's light coming in in the center there. Yeah, and it's that kind of anything. It's kind of that like creepy, like sickly green light Mm -hmm. that you that you've seen in other stuff, most notably in in uh, the Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. That one, um, that one castle that uh, I think it was Minas Morgul. Yeah, the one that the the, the, yeah the 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. So maybe they're taking a cue from that. And here's Vader watching TV in space. Love it. So we know what he's he's watching. What's he he like to watch in his spare time? I don't know. A little bit of NFL red zone. (laughs) I don't know. I wonder who's. Of course, he's watching the Raiders. That's that's Star Wars team. So. Yeah, there was a lot of rumors about his throne, and of course, we finally see the concept art him on Mustafar in his castle on the throne. So, looks like we're going to get that as well. Um, oh, so exciting! Because yeah, I like not until the last couple years really knew that Vader even had a castle. Like, I guess I just never 
really thought about it or never really heard much about it. So after I learned that, I was like, well, why and where and how? And I had so many questions. So I am looking forward to seeing this castle. Yeah, a long time ago, Ralph McQuarrie actually drew the concept art for Vader's castle, and it was never used. I believe mm. it was going to be used in one of the original trilogy films, but of course, it was a piece of McQuarrie art that was put aside, and then it was repurposed for Rogue One, and we finally got to see Vader's castle in all of its glory. So, hopefully, uh, yeah. I find the location interesting, because, like, that's really where all of his stuff went south. I mean, that's where he assumes Padme died. And that's where he almost died. It's just, is it interesting that, that that's where he was like, yep, this is it. This is the place that I want to settle down. Yeah, yeah. The possibility of Natalie Portman showing up in the Kenobi series, I think, is actually pretty decent. Um, oh. I've heard no rumors. No one's talking about it. But I mean, he's I guess, back well, with Marvel. Do we have to be score. a flashback, yeah. or like a vision? I mean, mm, maybe. I mean, I she mean, wasn't force sensitive, so she wouldn't really be doing that. But it's it's possibility for sure. Right. It could just be Anakin as Vader, kind of con- like having dreams and mm-hmm. just kind of wishes. And yeah. kind of just seeing her there with him, possibly. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But someone's asking in chat here, oh. um, any chance that we see or hear Yoda in the show? I think there is a pretty oh, good chance. Oh, I would think so. Yeah. Yeah, they created, so. they totally recreated the puppet for The Last Jedi. So it's there and might as well use them, you know? Heck yeah. <laughs> and of course, Yoda is one of the most beloved characters. And it's like, well, yeah. But I could see, like, I mean, obviously, the communication has to be limited because they're both in exile. But a little bit of, like, something between Obi-Wan and Yoda, potentially. Well, you would think, I mean, if Obi-Wan can speak with Qui-Gon through the Force, why couldn't he maybe have, like, a Force FaceTime with Yoda? True. I mean, Rey and Kylo did it unintentionally. Right, but I think I think the thing with that was they were a dyad, so they had like a special uh, kind of connection. It's true, and you kind of wonder. Um, I'm trying to think back to episode three, the Revenge of the Sith, when Yoda sits down in that cruiser with Bell Organa. He's like, "I must go into exile now," and I guess on the Tantive Four, Yoda tells Obi Wan that he's going to Dagobah, I believe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyone in chat remember that? So I'm trying to think back. Like, how did Obi Wan know that Yoda was gonna? That's true. He must Dagobah. must have told him at some point. I don't remember. I don't remember that scene word for word to remember what he said. I'll have to look at it. And of course, this piece of art right here. <clears throat> this is something I dreamt about as a kid. The the battle. This isn't necessarily in the lava, but seeing the image of Darth Vader fighting Obi-Wan Kenobi, it's it's something that I've thought about so much. Not so much recently, because I'm kind of like waiting for this show, and I don't want to mm-hmm. maybe get my hopes up. But seeing right, this, right. I mean, this looks like some huge battle has occurred, and they meet again at last, and the circle is not complete yet. So they duke it out, and... um what I'm hearing, it's a massive 
lightsaber fight that they have. I mean, it's got to be. I'm just curious how the storyline is going to go, you know, because in, you know, the original, he says, you know, he hasn't seen his master in a long time. And we always assumed that just after Ren to the Sith, that was it. So I'm curious how they will, like, make it so it's... I don't. I can't speak. You know. You know what I mean. Like how. Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> we know exactly what you're saying. So, I posted a TikTok video of a guy talking about this exact situation. He said that it fits perfectly in canon that Obi Wan and Vader meet, and not only meet one time but multiple times, because Vader in A New Hope says, "When I left you, if you remember back to Revenge of the Sith." Obi-Wan left him. Technically. So there's opportunity there to take a creative license and have him actually several times. Nope. I like it. Run with it. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, those were the stills um, for the concept art, um, which I think is pretty exciting. And there was also a couple of they had some movie and images of Ewan McGregor practicing with a lightsaber. It looks like with a uh, stunt choreographer for his uh, lightsaber play. And I didn't notice this at first because I think it's a real quick shot. But if you look off to the right, and I have it circled here, I'm about to bring it up. It looks like we actually did see Hayden Christensen practicing with a lightsaber, possibly. Well, hang on. I got to bring my laptop up close to me. Let's see. Could be. I, I mean, know. the face and the hair looks like him, but this guy looks a little sh- on the short side. I think Hayden's like 6'2". The hair also looks dark. It could be light, like the lighting. Yeah. No, Hayden Christensen doesn't strike me as someone with like hair that dark. Well, this it could is... be, yeah, the lighting. Oh, uh, that's hard to say. I don't know. My gut says no, because... Disney's relatively intelligent, and I feel like if they were, I don't know, I don't know. Well, they did release that Boba Fett trailer or the uh, Mandalorian trailer with the Mandalorian riding off in a speeder with Boba Fett's armor and clear view. All you had to do was pause it and see his jetpack and the helmet. So that was there. But yeah. Totally excited. Of course, you can see that they're wearing masks. They did this all during the pandemic here on lockdown. We love to see some safety. Yeah, definitely. You know, Disney is going to be as safe as possible. Oh, of course. So, yeah, that was pretty much everything from the sizzle reel that I kind of gathered. Um, Was there anything that kind of caught your interest? I know we got Deborah Chow speaking a little bit. And of course, the rumor is is that it was the same video they showed during the Investor Day call. But if you remember back to the Investor Day call, I specifically remember them showing a piece of concept art or something that showed a huge creature. And we didn't get that in this call. And mm-hmm. someone was someone made the comment that the sizzle reel that we got on Disney Plus Day was shorter than what the investors got. So it seems like the investors still get to see more stuff than we did. I almost feel like just because of all the talk of people wanting 
a trailer, they were like, well, let's give them something. And so they just spit out this little thing. <laughs> they were like, that's fine. They'll like that. Just to kind of say they did something. Um, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Colin seems to think he texted me. He must be watching. That <laughs> um, he thinks that they're saving all that big stuff for uh, celebration. Okay. Yeah. Um, we're not quite sure when Obi Wan's going to drop, but like I said, they've shot all the footage. It's that's all done. They're on post production work now. Um, and what's our? Do we have a date for it? I'm horrible with dates. They just released the fact that it's going to be in 2022. So next year. And then, of course, celebration is going to happen at the end of May. So we, we'll be at the middle of the year. And Man, the I really thing, hope too, it's before that. I'm kind of hoping for, like, spring. Well, we were all kind of hoping for Andor stuff as well on Disney+. Oh, Plus. And we didn't yeah. get anything as far as that goes. Um, but apparently... Uh, an investor call happened and someone asked a question and they said third or fourth quarter of Disney. And apparently that's between July and September. So that's when we get Andor. So if you slot that in in July, you would think that maybe Obi-Wan is going to come before that. I don't know. You would think, especially if it's technically finished Mm -hmm. shooting. I would, I would hope. I guess that's that's my thing. I hope. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> Hopefully, we get all the actors there at celebration on stage mm -hmm. in their own panels. And yes. if if the show is still airing while they go, well, during the time they hit the stage, hopefully, us as attendees of those panels get the episodes on the big screen there. I mean, that would be pretty cool if they did That'd that. That'd be really neat. But it kind of feels like to me that Obi-Wan's going to happen before Celebration and then Andor's going to happen after. So I don't know. That's just my speculation. I, I, would, I would agree. I would, I would think the same thing. If I had to put myself in their brains, I'd be like, that seems, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing because I would figure they would have given us some Obi-Wan footage, but didn't happen. But they gave us Under the Helmet, which is a... Boba Fett documentary and to my surprise and shock and I think uh, to a lot of fans surprise we got to see Ben Burt talking about Star Wars again he's been away for such a long time and we haven't heard much from him and he's the original sound design guy he came up with all the all the sounds for Darth Vader breathing um, the lightsabers I mean just about everything that's iconic hmm. in Star Wars uh, in regards to sound effects that guy went out with his recorder and just recorded stuff. And he gave, he gave the, the, the original trilogy um, that kind of like a living soundtrack of sound. And I mean, I was so glad to see him. And he was the very first person that introduced Boba Fett uh, to Lucasfilm because apparently according to uh, the, the documentary here, Boba Fett was supposed to be an elite type of stormtrooper. And oh. cost constraints came up, which is kind of wild that Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back, had cost constraints, but it did. <laughs> and they stuck to a budget, and George Lucas was like, well, just make him a single character. And um, 
They repainted him. And, of course, he showed up in The Empire Strikes Back. He had, like, maybe five words of dialogue or something like that. And, I can't, yeah, I, I totally can't remember. But the one thing I didn't know, he made an appearance at a local parade um, over there in California. And no one had seen the holiday special hadn't even released it. And that was his uh, that very was his first, first appearance, appearance right? Yeah. So he was marching in the parade alongside a screen accurate Darth Vader, which is mind blowing. And people didn't know Boba Fett, but they were still asking for his autograph and approaching him. And they got super hyped about him as just the character. And they do mention the armor, the armor aesthetic, the visor, the T visor. He looks like, Mm-hmm. Like a knight of the round table. He looks and it, cool. And it just kind of evokes that yeah, just like like that just that kind of that cool factor. I mean it's it's mm-hmm. it's a cool it's cool looking suit, cool helmet, and there's like an air of mystery about him. And they kept that kind of going in the original trilogy. And I, I think he got a little bit more popularity than he kind of deserved. And I'm not quite sure if that was just... I I would agree with that. Because I think last podcast or the second to last podcast, I mentioned that I just was never a big Boba fan, Boba Fett fan. <laughs> because I felt like he never really did anything. But he always had this really big following that kind of confused me. Because I was like, he doesn't do anything. He just kind of stands around. Like, he definitely looks cool. I will give him that. But I was always a little confused. So that kind of makes sense, what you're saying. Yeah, but in the 80s and 90s, yeah, he was super cool. Of course, he was dropped into the special editions um, when they added more footage. He was in A New Hope. Um, he was there with, along with Jabba. And, of course, he made it into more scenes, I believe, into uh, the Return of the Jedi special edition. And there's photos going around of the guy who played him. He, I, I think he was maybe an ILM worker. He had glasses. He was balding. Um <laughs> But it looks kind of funny now to see that that was the guy in the suit for the special editions. And, uh, yeah, it, it's a pretty cool document. It's it's pretty short. But, um, I mean, there's not a lot to say about Boba Fett as far as the films go and kind of his backstory. And the fact that Joe Johnston, who is a pretty prolific director, um, kind of created, uh, helped create Boba Fett and... Yeah, it's cool. It's up on Disney Plus now. It dropped on Disney Plus Day. So go check it out if you haven't. Um but yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of Boba Fett. I'm hoping this this series just crushes and I think it will. Yeah, December 29th can't get here faster. I know we're going to say it's it's next month for months it's going to feel like, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the wait the wait is on. It's it's coming full steam ahead. I don't think there's anything big for Star Wars to drop uh until then. Maybe a second trailer. Maybe. I don't know. But and it, it feels like there's gonna be a lot of surprises in this. And we all know with John Favreau's and Filoni's track record here with these live action shows that they're not gonna talk about any surprises and Favreau has made mention of like we don't want to open Christmas presents here before Christmas <laughs> Day, which is going to be December 29th for Star Wars fans. But mm-hmm. yeah, so we got more interesting news in regards to the film 
world in Star Wars. So Star Wars Rogue One or Rogue Squad or not Rogue One, Freudian slip there. Um, is going to be postponed, and no. that was going to be the next film for Star Wars to be released in 2023. Did but, they tell us why? Yeah, they said due to scheduling conflicts with Patty Ugh. Jenkins' other projects. It's like, how do you get scheduling conflicts when you know you're going to shoot a Star Wars movie? Right. It's like, what's bigger than Star Wars? Maybe maybe like a, a Wonder Woman part three or something? But it's like, what? I mean, what's, what's going to make you not film Star Wars? And of course, we all know Patty Jenkins had that big kind of video she did where she's rollerblading on on like a tarmac and that she puts the helmet on that she rollerblades to a, to an X-wing. And they made this big old presentation that apparently was supposed to be for the 2020 celebration. Of course that got canceled. And it's like, what's happening here? Did they just not like the story and just like shelved it and they want to kind of rework it or something or who knows? It's just disappointing though. When was this one slated? December 2023, and they had already been working on it. There was a, a story was was already laid out. It's just now it's postponed because of scheduling conflict. Until after 2023? Yep. Whew. Why does that feel? That feels like forever. I realize that 2022 is in like two months, which that doesn't seem right, but yeah, <laughs> that's like nearly 2024. That just that feels like forever. Yeah. It feels like a while, but the older you get, the faster time goes. So it's I've, not gonna be too long. I've been time. learning this. I'm getting <laughs> I'm getting old, David. Like twenty-six is just <laughs> You you are a good Padawan there. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that's so true. I feel like the older I get, the more time just seems to really move. Mm-hmm. This is true. So there was a rumor that there was another film that's going to take its place in 2023. And the first kind of inklings we got was it's, it was going to be a High Republic film that was going to take its place. that was already full steam ahead. And we always kind of question, okay, well, there's all this High Republic stuff that they're releasing in comics and books. It's like, well, why don't we get a film of that? And it appears that we are. It just hasn't been announced yet. Uh, and then there was another kind of piece of information that was that was given that no, it's the High Republic film that they've been working on forever that's going to be given the green light to come out on on twenty twenty three December. So it's kind of like, well, we don't know what's going to happen now, and it feels like the TV side of the house at Lucasfilm is like really well organized, and the film side <laughs> of the house is just in disarray, and it's like. We need someone to step into the film side like a Filoni Favreau yeah. and, and get it all in order. Get make sure the directors stuff stay together. Because so, yeah, yeah, film has been or um, television is killing it, absolutely killing it for Star Wars. But what was the last? Was, was it the Rise of Skywalker? Was that the last Star Wars movie that we saw? Yep. That was oh my gosh! One. And that was 2019. Oh my goodness. We are deprived of Star Wars films and I'm not realizing it till now. <laughs> yeah, I, I think somebody needs to get in there and kind of straighten up that house because it's 
I mean, this has happened so many times. We mm-hmm. lost Lord and Miller. Uh, we lost Benioff and Weiss. I know they weren't film, but they were TV. But still, it's like these big time directors. They'll sign them up, and then they just say, "No, I'm not doing it." And right, and that's just what you do. What? <laughs> yeah, I mean, what? What? Yeah, like, what is it, going on? That's just wild to me. Like, I guess I can't really even comprehend it to sign on to like a big project like that, and then just be like, "Meh," and like push it back and just like it just that's wild my brain can't comprehend that yeah i, mean, I know th- i know I things mean, happen i mean if it wasn't a franchise like star wars if it was like something like a startup or something right if they wanted to like reboot the ninja turtles or something yeah i could see that <laughs> right but i mean I think- star wars it's like what's going on <laughs> oh i don't know I don't no, know what's going I, on there. I agree. Something, something's up. Yeah, there needs to be someone that oversees it. Just like someone needs to oversee the marketing and like mm-hmm. read what the internet is kind of like wanting, like really right. wanting. It's like, come on, you can do it. It's just get it to us. It's like, come on. It's you know the that. hardcore fans that are out there. They all know we're gonna watch this stuff anyways, but it's like Yeah. But they could like at least just be like, what did the fans have to say? And just just Give us a listen. We have good ideas. Yeah, it's it's a lot like Clark Griswold and Christmas Vacation expecting that Christmas bonus so he can buy that pool, but then he gets a membership to the Jelly of the Month Club. I mean, that, that's, just, <laughs> that's pretty much what it is. Yeah. So in other directing news, the other kind of thing that kind of cropped up and like really gained some traction was the fact that Chloe Zhao director of the Eternals and she's an Academy Award winner of Nomadland was rumored to be very close to or already signed to direct the film in Star Wars but apparently this morning information came out that no she is in no way involved in Kevin Feige's Star Wars of course Kevin Feige, the president of Marvel, um, kind of oversaw Eternals and picked Chloe Zhao to direct the film. And it's gotten kind of mixed reviews. But, of course, she's an Academy Award winner. He likes her. And there's probably going to be sequels. But, yeah, she's not. Chloe Zhao is not directing a Star Wars film, according to the trades. Yeah. Yeah. So, who do you think is going to uh, direct the next film, Brooke? I don't know. They keep dropping like flies, apparently. Can't count on anybody. Okay, so let me rephrase the question. (laughs) Who is the next director, big-time director, that's going to be hired than fired? Hired than fired? (laughs) I don't know. We we might have to start, like, some type of pool. (laughs) I mean, who's who's really (laughs) hot right now? I don't know. I'm really bad with directors. I'll be completely honest with you. Names and faces are great, but um, you don't really see directors' faces very much. Right. So, um, so yeah, so so we know the ones that are absolutely not going to. Martin Scorsese, he's probably never going to do a Star Wars film. Steven Spielberg, probably never going to. Although, I mean, he's kind of like, I think on every Star Wars fan's bucket list to do that. But, I was going to um, say, that would be pretty cool. Him, I know. 
Yeah, every time I bring that up, everyone's like, "No, no, there's no way Spielberg's gonna do a Star Wars film." I know but what he's if gonna he, but, drop. But like, but what if he did though, guys? What if he did? <laughs> well, yeah, he was supposed to do Return of the Jedi, but of course, Lucas dropped mm. out of the directing guild and all those guilds, and Spielberg was like, "I'm not dropping out, buddy. <laughs> you have to find someone else." That's why he got Richard Marquand. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's a bunch of hot directors, and um, it seems like we hire them and fire them, or they just want to leave. Um, yeah, and there was another story that came out that, um, kind of adjacent to uh, what we just talked about. Some of these directors that won't direct um, fantasy, sci-fi, action hero films. Ridley Scott came out and said that he thought all these superhero films were were rubbish. So, oh, yeah, I saw that and I was like, yeah, he. I don't think he's doing a Star Wars film either, I although. Don't think so. He was really inspired by Star Wars when he when he created Alien. So, so that he doesn't whole like kind superheroes. Of universe, yeah, use universe he doesn't, aesthetic. Doesn't yeah. like superheroes, but he's cool with Star Wars. Apparently, yeah. They're very similar, there, my dude. And I'm not quite sure if he's ever been asked. I don't think I've ever heard his name in a Star Wars conversation. The guy puts out a movie just about every year. He just released the last duel that kind of bombed with Adam Driver, actually. Um, I didn't even hear about it. Yeah, Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, the first time writing together since Goodwill Hunting. Hmm. And they start in it as well. And uh, oh. yeah, it kind of bombed. Oh, no. But yeah, I'm super eagerly anticipating Feige's produced Star Wars film. Um, it seems like whatever he touches is usually pretty good. Yes. So I'm just kind of waiting on that. And of course, we all know Taika Waititi's doing a Star Wars film. Hopefully, yes, he yes, doesn't. Yes. Drop. So let's. Cross oh, I'll be so up. sad. Let's hope we just didn't jinx him. Let's hope he's still <gasps> doing a Star Wars film. But he is doing. He is adapting. A graphic novel that looks like it's going to be a whole lot of work because it's a whole nother universe and it's going to take a lot of time. A, a lot in the vein of what Ryan Johnson was supposed to do or hopefully he is doing with Star Wars where he's going to invent everything from the ground up. The creatures, the characters, the planets. I don't know. It's going to be a, a, a ginormous task. So... You just gotta wait and see. I know. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like just waiting. Yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty much everything I have. I know if you go to our Facebook group, I I um, kind of announced the fact that you can uh, for only seven hundred fifty dollars, you could buy this. Yeah. Just so it's yeah, it's kind of the seven... next yeah. <laughs> That's all. Oh, but it's gorgeous though. Yeah. It it's is so cool. it's it's got um I have it written six thousand seven hundred and eighty five pieces. And it's I think we have another picture that shows you just how big it is. It's twenty five inches tall. And it just looks so cool. I just built the one that they've had out for a while. I don't know how many pieces it is, but now I'm looking at this one and I'm thinking, I need this one. <laughs> Yeah, and of course they released the very first one of those like epically huge Lego pieces, which was like the Millennium Falcon. And mm -hmm. I think that was like 
$800 or something. Yeah. And I think in this ATAT, you can actually put in 80 characters. So something like 74 oh, wow. stormtroopers. And then you have like General Veers in the front or Admiral Veers. The, were the normal ATAT, could they, could normal ATATs hold that many people? I didn't realize they were that big. Yeah, I think they're pretty big because I think there's people. levels. There's oh, levels in the really? stomach of that thing. Yeah. I guess. So there's just a bunch of snowtroopers sitting up in there. Huh. Yeah. Well, yeah. If, if any of our uh, listeners get it, um, will you send us pictures, please? <laughs> we want to see it. Yeah. Can you send us like a time lapse video of you making <gasps> yeah. it? Yeah. We'll share it. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, that's pretty cool. I've always been a fan of the ATAT or ADAT, however you want to call just, it. Oh, absolutely not. I will. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, I've never owned one. I've never owned an ATAT. It's kind of weird, but I've never bought one. What? Well, so, maybe maybe you need this, David. Man, I can't spend more money on Star Wars. <laughs> You look behind me, my whole room is Star Wars, and it's like, ugh. And how good will this look sitting up there next to him? You know, it would make a lot of sense sitting up on the top of my shelves, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, $700, I mean. That is maybe, a lot. Maybe I'll ask Santa. <gasps> He's a good man. He, and by uh... Santa, I mean Brooke Weaver. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Brooke and Colin Weaver. Also, no. <laughs> well, uh, you have some High Republic stuff that you wanted to talk about? I do. So they just released um, a few new characters for the upcoming book, Mission to Disaster. Mm-hmm. It's um, coming out January 4th of 2022. So give that one. I'm excited to give that one a read when it comes out. So first up, um, there are three Jedi. This is Yasek Sparkburn. I'm going to stumble on these names. He is human, and uh, all we know really is that he grew up on a compound that belonged to the Santeca clan. So if you remember, they were those hyperspace gurus from uh, Flight of the Jedi. Interesting. So he's first one. Then we have um, Nyla Quinn. She is a Twi'lek, and really all they had on her was that she was just kind of talked about being kind and wizened which i feel like she does she kind of gives me like yoda vibes where she's like she's been around she's very wise very calm looks like i would go to her for advice for sure yeah she looks kind of like a sage Jedi. Mm-hmm. yeah i don't think we've seen an older twilight before not really no and then we have Lissa Vaz, who is human. Um, she's very much an adventurer. Um, she really dislikes fighting. So she actually often forgets her lightsaber. And she refers to use a data pad, which you can see she's got in her hand right there. So a Jedi who does not like fighting and lightsabers. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And then we have not a Jedi, but her name is Rill Darrow. Um, that's her little droid there, T9, and she is a reporter. Hmm. So look for them in Mission to Disaster earlier next year. I'm I'm pretty excited. Yeah, I really haven't been keeping up much with the High Republic stuff. I have kind of fallen out with it as 
well but then i saw this and it kind of got me excited again and i need to mm. like make sure i'm like all read up so that i can read this one when it comes out yeah i i really think that lucasfilm really needs to make a high republic film aside mm-hmm. from the acolyte we know that that's the end of the high republic but they really need to leverage everything that they've worked hard on to do yeah because I know we, we we went over the very first book that came out and that was it was pretty good, um, mm-hmm. but it's I don't think it kind of caught fire as much as they were hoping it was going to. But it uh, was a lot of information all at once. Yeah, it was also written interestingly. I guess I'll say so. For me, it was almost hard to follow along because every chapter kind of jumped to yeah. a different storyline. Mm-hmm. So sometimes like I would be like, oh, shoot, like what? Like when I get to a new chapter, I'm like, OK, what were these guys doing? <laughs> and I have to like rethink. So it was written interestingly. It was a lot of information coming at us at once. And so I could see why it didn't quite take off. But we have a lot more books coming. So we'll see. Maybe with that it gains more traction. Yeah, it seems like they're going to keep on with the High Republic, and I want to film. I def- I, I think a I lot of fans want to it see could... something during that time period. I mean, it's it's very visual. Um, mm-hmm. They release these character posters and character pictures all right. the time. And, I mean, I, I think most of the books, I mean, I think there's more books than comics, but the comics... I have the very first issue of the very first run and I don't want to touch it. I want to like keep it preserved. So I haven't opened it yet, <laughs> but yeah, it's, 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 it's visual. It's star mm-hmm. Wars. It's, it's right before the Phantom Menace. And I think it's, it's an interesting way to kind of rediscover star Wars. Um, mm-hmm. We all have the old Republic out there and that's been done in video games and, um, I'm not sure if it's been done in novels, but um, I know the video video games are super popular. And then they're re kind of reconfiguring the video games. They're 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 optimizing them for the newest consoles out today. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so Drew Bennett saying that uh, he he wants a film during uh, to see them all between the rising storm and the fallen star. So. Yeah, I, I'm all for it. Um, if it's one of these secret projects that that Lucasfilm has that is in development, great. Um, to me, it'd be kind of hard to hide that type of stuff because there's a certain look to the High Republic. It's, it's true. It's almost like Star Wars versions of the elves from the Lord of the Rings. I mean, yeah, it's very, it's very kind of like regal mm-hmm. and. Kind of like, formal, kind of fancy. Yeah, yeah. So, but they could do anything with it, and it's such a cool time period to see. Like, just when I was reading the book, just like how powerful these Jedi are, like all together, and just like reading about what they're doing is just kind of wild. So that would just be so cool to see in film. So Drew asks us, what are our thoughts on the the new Thrawn book coming out on the 16th? 
Any thoughts, Brooke? I didn't even know. I'm so out of touch with things. Um, I haven't read any of the Thrawn books. So is this like kind of a continuation of it or is it a brand new books? I think it's the third book in the trilogy, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. But Thrawn is going to be a huge character in live action. We're Mm -hmm. assuming he's going to be like the villain in Ahsoka and will be the main villain in the huge climactic event that happens. So. Honestly, I would love to read it to get a little more backstory on Thrawn. Because all I know about him is what I know from Rebels. Yeah. Which is a decent amount. But like still curious like where he came from. So that is exciting. Yeah, and his his race, the chiss, the blue skinned humanoids, red eyes, yeah, it's it's interesting. And that stuff all kind of bubbled up after like kind of the great kind of just desert that Star Wars was back in the nineties mm-hmm. and Timothy Zahn wrote those books and we got heir to the Empire, which is what a lot of people think that Filoni is kind of writing to in the TV shows as he's heading towards mm-hmm. maybe taking aspects and elements of, of Air of the Empire and putting them into live action. So, yeah, it's um, it's going to be interesting to see how all that continues. And the other thing we didn't get for Disney Plus was Mandalorian news. Yeah, nothing. And it, and it seems like they're shooting that right now um, at Manhattan Beach in California. And I know people have been kind of camping out there, taking photos of stuff. And I think if you go online, you can see a photo of a Mandalorian. I don't think it's necessarily Din Djarin, but it looks like someone in a Mandalorian suit. Um, but, yeah. So, yeah, Drew's responding here. Uh, yes, it's the third book of the Sensi trilogy. If you read the first three books... And you get a view of him during the Republic and the Ascendancy books are like 19 Battle Before Yavin. So it's a great connection. Yeah. Sweet. That is cool. Yeah. And he agrees. Mando News is dead. Ain't heard anything. Right. Where is where is it at? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know they're shooting stuff. Of course, Carl Weathers uh, made the tweet that he's going to begin the Mando season three stuff. Um, and of course, Pedro Pascal shooting uh, The Last of Us for HBO. Um, but then, of course, they don't need him physically. They can just record his voice and, I guess, mm-hmm. email it to Lucasfilm. I don't know how that works. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. And speaking of voices, people were, I saw a lot of people bring up um, if James Earl Jones is returning to Obi Wan Kenobi. And mm. I don't think he is. And a lot of people were kind of like, well, I mean, it's not going to be the same. But with this respeacher technology that they talked about in one of these documentaries, they can get the voice pretty accurate now. I know in the past, they just got different actors to do the voice. But, I mean, they can take James Earl Jones's voice and just recreate other words with it and have the Vader voice. Because they did it with Luke Skywalker, actually. In the last episode of The Mandalorian Season 2. Mm-hmm. So, hopefully they do that. Yeah. I mean, it would be cool if they got James Earl Jones. What's he doing now? Probably just sitting at home, 
king. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a very, very older man, Brooke. Um, I mean, this is true, but like you just said, he can just record it, email it to him. <laughs> let me see. Let me see. James <laughs> Earl Jones. Let me look him up here. What's he doing? What's he up to? So he was born in 1948. Okay. So he's 90 years old, Brooke. Okay, so he's up there in age. Um, maybe they'd have to travel to him to his place uh, to get the recordings done because I know I know Gareth Edwards traveled to New York to record James Earl Jones for for the uh, dialogue. In Rogue none of One. this sounds too difficult. I'll do it if they need somebody. <laughs> they, you know what? They probably could get someone just speaking the words and then just manipulate. The voice into sounding like Darth Vader. It might be like a hidden miss. Honestly, type thing. I, I wouldn't be surprised. But yeah, just find someone with a really deep voice and just kind of take it from there. Or I don't know just, how that works. Just call James up. Like I said, he might be bored. Or yeah, or yeah, get James Earl Jones and maybe kind of de-age his voice. I mean, they de-age people's faces all the time. Does his voice really sound older? I mean, you can tell that it's not the way it sounded when back during the old original trilogy. Okay. So, because I haven't heard him speak in a while, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, that's about it. Did you have anything that you I wanted think, to add? I think that's all I had. All right. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm thinking about there was something else that I, I was missing. Um, yeah, Drew Drew Bennett also brings up Rogue One. Um, I think Tarkin for Rogue One was done as good as he could possibly do it at the time. Um, oh, yeah. Leia, not so much, but yeah. Grand Moff Tarkin looked like, really vi- good. Visual, yeah. yeah. No, Leia so, was slightly off, but Tarkin was really good. Yeah, yeah. There was a little bit of the uncanny valley there, but where you can actually detect that that there's yeah, something wrong with that person, that right. that person wasn't real. But it did fool a lot of people because I do remember people telling me, yeah, my mom was like, they were telling me, yeah, she was like, is that actor still young enough to play that part? <laughs> it's, and he had to tell her, uh, no, mom, uh, he's uh, passed away like decades ago. So uh, That's funny. Yeah. But yeah, pretty soon the future is going to be, might be nothing but actors that have have um, that have passed away, and maybe the acting profession might die out totally. Who knows? They're just yeah, they're just going to recreate them. They won't. The robots will take over, and um, we, they won't need us anymore. Yeah, and then we're going to find this this uh, desert planet out there that has these giant sandworms that make this spice and there's going to be like a huge religion of nothing but older women that will <laughs> sign me up <laughs> yeah I'm describing Doom yeah. oh really <laughs> yeah. I just I haven't watched it <laughs> yeah uh, I do without the, about the it. desert though yeah I think we it. talked about it in the last podcast how George Lucas took a lot of elements from Dune. Right. And, uh, we talked about that. Yeah. The desert planet, the young male protagonist, the voice became the force, um, the religious aspects, sand people. 
sand crawlers, spice. Spice was uh, the thing that Han Solo was smuggling for Jabba, I believe. But, yeah. Yeah, Drew's asking about Boba Fett news. Not really any. Um, We're just waiting on December 29th. Might get a second trailer. I don't know. Um, I I wouldn't be shocked if they dropped something in December, like leading up to it. Kind of get its hype. Yeah, yeah. I know there's going to be a lot of Marvel stuff about Hawkeye happening. Um, But that Hawkeye series is going to end right before December 29th. Mm -hmm. And um, the rumor is we're getting nine episodes. We're going to get two Boba Fett episodes that week. Um, A lot like what they're doing with Hawkeye. So, And then the Andor series news, Drew's asking on live chat. Um, It's dropping July... Between July and September, we talked about it earlier in the podcast. Um, so next year, it's all shot. It's all done. We're just kind of waiting. So Just a waiting game yep. for everything. I'm tired of waiting. It's going by quicker, though. <laughs> is it? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it's already uh, dark outside, as you can tell in my room. It's been dark outside for like hours, David. It's <laughs> well, I mean, you're in the Eastern time zone. I'm this is true. Central. So you're what? Yeah. An, a- an hour? Hour behind? Yeah. 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 yeah I had Which no idea, weird. but yeah, Colin uh, attended a Comic Con along with Ray. In they Michigan. sure did. Yep, Grand Rapids Comic Con. I was not able to attend due to uh, work and uh, money, but. Um, <laughs> That old thing, um, money. Right. But then you guys got me for this. So, like, win-win. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he went and did some stuff with the 501st, him and Ray. Um, did some stuff for... Oh, which charity was it? Oh, no. They did. They collected some money for a charity because they're good people. Nice. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so they had some fun with that. Yeah, I know uh, Ray sent some pictures in group chat. They're pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to tell her because I was, when I got them, I was actually working and uh, I was showing some of my coworkers. Some of my coworkers are kind of interested in joining the 501st. Oh, yeah. And um, they were asking me questions uh, on like what they should buy and mm-hmm. what exactly they should do and what the rules were. And But yeah, you can go out to 501st.com and check all that out. And, um, Check her out. I'm trying to get in. Um, probably chose the most ambitious one ever, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. You want to share with us what you chose? Well, I um, yeah, put a down payment on a very nice Ahsoka Tano Leku headpiece. So okay. We I probably won't have it for months. There's a waiting list, um, but it'll be here soon ish. Wow cool yeah yeah and uh colin's also doing something as well he's doing anakin correct he sure is yep yep he he actually got the costume a couple weeks ago it looks really nice there's like a few tweaks he said he has to do to it but it looks really good yeah so i think we'll post those pictures as soon as we uh get them approved by colin uh on our uh, 
Facebook group. I don't mm-hmm. know. If, I think most people that are listening right now do are aware of our Facebook group. We're on TikTok. We're also on Twitter at StuffPod. And also Instagram. Um, you can also find us on YouTube. You possibly watch us right now on YouTube. But yeah, check us out everywhere. We're everywhere on social media. And um, I think that's it uh, for I Brooke. Think... Yeah. My name's David. May the force be with you. Always.